What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Mini TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we are discussing power. Yes, book two, Ghost, season three, episode seven, titled Deal or No Deal. Y'all, I hope everybody is having a wonderful week, whatever that may look like at this capacity at this point in the week. It's just Tuesday, okay? <laughs> we still got plenty of time to complain and gripe. <laughs> So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So we start the episode off with um, the Russians, y'all. They done came back in full force, okay? It is a gunfight. And our crew is not winning, okay? Kane's crew, they all down for the count. So before Big Boy... Take his last breaths, honey. He done got popped already. He on the ground. He trying to send a text message to Kane, 911, that the Russians is coming, right? So he sends that message off. And then right after that, the Russian comes over. And he was like, bitch ass, you know. <laughs> Talking shit, right? End up getting popped. Dead in the dome. All right, that's, that's the end of fat boy. Okay, thick boy. So then... After he puts a bullet in his brain, he sends a follow-up message to Kane saying that because they popped one of their crew, um, what's his name, pa Pavel? I'm not even from the slaughter dude name. Because they ended up popping old boy at the funeral, then this is get back, all right? They come in, and like I said, now they in full force. So, I don't know what's going to happen, y'all. Who y'all think? Everybody can't survive. Somebody going to have to lay down for this one. <clears throat> so, we go over to Monet, and Monet is telling Gordo that he needs to back up. Little baby Castillo. He needs to back up because the fire is getting too hot in the kitchen, and he want a baby Castillo to back up off of Drew for a minute, give him a little bit of breathing room, especially with all this Russian stuff going on. So, baby Gordo was like, okay, um, yeah, no. I'm going to keep seeing Drew, and honestly, I think that the real reason that you want me to back up is because you don't want Drew to find out that you're the reason that his dad is sitting six feet under right now. And so, Monet was like, boy, is you threatening me? And he was like, no, I'm just saying, okay, if I can keep a secret, then you can keep a secret as well. Drew ain't got to find out about none of this, okay? Because at this point, both of us is a liability. So if you won't tell, then I won't. But I'm still going to continue to see Drew. And you ain't going to do nothing about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, is that right? He was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, baby Castillo is probably going to be the next one to go. Okay, and I hate to say it, but I think Drew might be definitely in the line of fire, especially with him uh, starting this whole beef with the Russians thing. So, we'll see, but I'm pretty sure Monet will find a way to get herself out of this one. So, then we go over to Tariq. Tariq is calling Lauren to check and see if she can give him any type of information that the feds may have on him for this Rico case. And so, she was like, why would I tell you that? And so he was like, you know, I'm trying to get us back both to the place where we can both see our parents and our loved ones again. And so she was like, well, from what I done heard, you're a monster, Tariq, okay? You done kill people. You killed a cop. And so he was like, is the same person that told you that I was a monster? Did they also tell you that the reason that my sister is dead? Because she had said something about... um." him being a monster he was like well you know if I'm a monster then I was made this way and so she was like well you know you never take the blame for anything um as far as you know being responsible for any type of destruction um you know you done got your sister killed you done got me hurt this that, and the third and he was like did they tell you that the reason that my sister got killed was because a dirty cop killed her oh okay no he didn't tell you that <laughs> So he was like, look, Lauren, I understand how you're feeling. Okay. I'm trying to get us back to where we can both be free. And so she was like, that's even more reason for us to go ahead and testify for the face. And he was like, even if we did, um, you know, 
avoid a bullet for testifying, they just going to end up putting us in WISEC after that. So we still wouldn't even be able to see our people after that. So no, that's not the way to go. Okay. Give me a little bit of time. See if you can give me some information um, involving, you know, the case or whatever. And I'll try to find a way out of this for both of us. And so she was like, Tariq, I don't know. I just don't trust you yet. And so he was like, well, I hope eventually, you know, I'm trying to make my way back to where you can trust me. So Tariq got some work to do. So then we see Lil Miss Kiki and Brayden. Okay, they getting it on. Kiki is getting her back blown in. <laughs> By Brayden, honey. And yeah, I think she um, she was putting on towards the end. But anyway. So they finish and Brayden is still just kind of like off kilter because of this whole situation with Tariq. And she was like, okay, you know, why are you treating him like this? I thought that y'all was just like, cool. He was like, yeah, Tariq is like my brother. And so she was like, is he your brother or your business partner? And so he was like, what are you talking about? She was like, fool, I know about Crash Coin. Okay. And so he was like, Ah, you know, trying to play it off. And she was like, you literally just told me to help y'all clean some dirty money. And so he was like, yeah, that's because my uh, client doesn't like banks or whatever. And she was like, uh, -uh stop. <laughs> okay. I'm already on to you and your tricks, Brayden. You are not as smart as you think. Okay. And if you are smart, then I'm smarter than you. I figured it out. So she ends up giving him credit, um, for coming up with the idea in the first place. Okay. This is cool. Okay, you came up with Crash Coin, and then he was like, yeah, Tariq came up with the coffee part of it, but I came up with the Crash Coin part of it, or whatever, and um, said something about <laughs> the coffee staying high, and he was like, yeah, we all know that the, the false bottoms, you know, keep keep the coffee warmer, okay? <laughs> and so then um, she ends up telling him, like, no, like, I think this is a pretty ingenious idea, like, this is pretty dope, how you were able to sell illegal drugs, and then clean the money all in one fell swoop, okay? All the while, it's, I mean, it's pretty easy to dress up drugs. Like, that's the easy part of it. But, you know, trying to move millions legally per day, like, that's hard shit. So I commend you for doing that. Um, And so she was like, you know, since you came up with the crash coin part of it, which seems to be like the brains of the whole thing, why are you stressing this whole situation with Tariq so hard? Like, do you even really need him for your operation? And she was like, I ain't gonna tell nobody about it. You know, I'm good. Okay, we kicking it. I'm getting my little kick back from this. Like, we good. So Kiki is all in at this point. Okay. So then as they're having that conversation, of course, Brayden gets a text from Kane saying that there's an emergency meeting. And so he comes over and... Then we see Monet. Okay, so I forgot to tell y'all earlier that after uh, baby Castillo done shook down Monet, she ended up texting the boys that it was time for an emergency meeting. So Monet is getting on to them about just not finding out about this Noma chick because it sounds like she don't play no games, okay? And then she also wants to figure out how in the world they're going to deal with the Russians because this ain't going to last for too much longer. And so... Um, she, <laughs> she ended up looking over there, Brayden, and he, uh, Kane was like, oh, don't, don't ask Taylor Swift about no solutions for the streets. <laughs> that is not his department. <laughs> Y'all gonna quit coming for Brayden. And so she was like, all right, well, you seem to, uh, think you got this all in the bag, Einstein. What's your bright ideas? And so he was like, well, you the one that's calling the shots. You the boss. So what you got? And she's like, where's Drew? <laughs> And so he ends up telling her that Drew and uh, Baby Castillo, they are cleaning uh, the streets up from the drugs. Um, and then, what else did he say? He said he's going to keep pushing drugs through the Ivies and the universities and through Wall Street. That way they can also um, maintain some income, right? So she was like, okay, cool, but we need to hurry up and try to get back out on the street soon because, you know, if we're off the streets for too long, the Russians is going to think that they can just come over and take on, take on our turf, which that ain't happening. So then it says something, um, and then she ended up asking Tariq, does he have 
any ideas. And of course, Tariq ain't saying nothing. And she was like, Tariq, I know you hear me. Like, what's going on with him? And so Kane was like, oh, he mad because we took his, uh, his ratting be out, right? His snitching bitch out. So she was like, all right, clear the room. Let me <clears throat> have a second with Tariq. So she talks to Tariq and she was like, well, what's wrong with you? And so he was like, it's just like Kane said, like, they tried to take her out, and because of that, now they're looking at me for the case. And so she was like, you know, well, honestly, it probably is best that they that she got took out in the first place. You need to be thanking whoever took her out versus trying to be mad at them, okay? It sounds like you could have gotten in some real trouble. And so he was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so then she was like, okay. Listen, Tariq, you the brains of this thing, okay? I need you to be thinking, Ninja. Think. Put your thinking cap on and think, think, think. <laughs> so, um, so he was like, all right. So he ends up giving her this plan that he knows somebody who knows somebody who can um get information about well, he asked he asked her, does baby Castillo still have um, a connect somewhere or you know somebody that he cool with to see when the next drop for the Russians will be and so she was like yeah I'm pretty sure he do so he ends up saying once they get that information then he can use his people that he knows to kind of intercept their next drop and then that'll keep the Russians off the streets while they still trying to recoup themselves so that's that problem solved right and so she was like good I'm glad you ain't acting like no little bitch no more <laughs> So McLean and Sachs are going to get ready to go do a pre-run for um, Theo's parole hearing. And so before Theo comes in, uh, Davis ends up asking Sachs had he heard any updates regarding Lauren's case. And so he was like, I told you that was um, an accident or whatever. It was a car accident. And so he was like, why Why you keep asking me that? And so he was like, well, Tariq seems to think differently. And so he was like, ah, you know, Tariq is just being paranoid, okay? If you were him, wouldn't you be too? <laughs> Touche. So then his brother comes in and sits down. And of course, um, he can't believe his luck, okay? He never imagined that he would be going up for a parole hearing. And so they go ahead and they run through all of the... the um, the questions that they expect the parole board to ask and his answers are they need some polishing okay <laughs> it comes off disrespectful a little honory okay and so he was like you know what based off of what sax is looking like i don't think i'm gonna get out of here and so davis was like oh you know it's a little rough around the edges we can clean it up you should be fine all right you're gonna get out of here and so he was like, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go to that doc that we always used to go to when, um, you know, the helicopters would come in. And apparently they used to try to scream over the helicopters to see if they could hear each other. Yeah, no, that that, that ain't going to work. So anyway, they laugh about it and then Theo gets the hell on, right? And so as soon as he leaves, Sax is looking at McLean like, are right, you good? And he was like, nah, man, my brother ain't never getting out of here. This some bullshit. <laughs> so um you know he's got some cause for concern we'll see what happens with that so then we go over to uh baby castillo and drew they come back with the crew from you know them i guess fighting the russians if so to speak and so um they're talking about basically drew needs the information that the Russians are, you know, the next drop for the Russians. And so when they came back, baby Castillo's family was saying, um, so yeah, like, don't you need to go home and, you know, try to figure out how in the world y'all going to be protected. <laughs> so it says something. And so, like I said, Drew basically wants to know when the next drop is for the Russians and the brothers are like whoa wait okay if we do that then they're definitely going to know that something is up that's that's not going to work unless you increase our cut and so drew was like oh no that ain't what this is and so the brothers was like look either we either we renegotiate the terms or this ain't happening okay and so one of them ended up cocking their gun right 
And so baby Castillo was like, oh no, it ain't going down like that, okay? Drew, uh, you know, everybody agreed to attacking these Russians like this. All right, we good. And so he was like, yeah, whatever. We gonna vote on it after Drew leaves. And so he was like, all right, whatever, I get it. Okay, and apparently the brothers know that him and Drew are messing around. I'm trying to figure out when they found out about it, but because one of the brothers was like, okay, well, you need to be thinking with your head and not your other one, all right? And so Baby Castillo was like, it ain't nothing like that, all right? We're just trying to figure out how we're going to be able to neutralize the Russians. That's it. So they're going to take a vote after Drew leave, and we'll see what happens with that. So then we go over to Jenny and Sax. Sax is telling Jenny how everything went with Davis McClain and uh, not Davis McClain with that well with Davis McClain and Theo and so he was like yeah no Theo bombed that thing and so he ends up asking her for a favor which is can she get somebody replaced on the parole board to ensure that Theo is released from prison and so she was like entrapment that that can be a real slippery slope real quick and so he was like this is the only way that I can ensure that I'm going to continue to gain McLean's trust, okay? And then that way, this will get us closer to, you know, uh, getting our RICO case against them. And so she was like, yeah, but you've been saying that for months. And so he was like, look, I know that he's got one of Whitman's files. And so she was like, oh, now you tell me this? What was on it? He was like, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that if he has one, then he has other, you know, incriminating files as well that we could use to go along with this Rico case so can you do it or not and so she was like yeah I guess I'll go ahead and do it but if you um if you mess this up I'm gonna bust your balls literally and so he was like oh you know that's great coming from you considering the fact that you don't have to get out here and get your hands dirty and so he basically goes on like he's a scorned lover okay saying that uh her keeping secrets from him was really messed up. He didn't say messed up. He said effed up. But he said, no, it was effed up, all right? And so if he he basically tells her that if he gets caught along the way, then he won't hesitate to burn her in the process, okay? All right, if I do this for you, you need to do this for me. But I ain't trying to get caught up. So that's that. She's going to have to... uh figure out a way to change up the board so Theo can get sprung from jail. Oh, I forgot to mention, he had also asked her about the Lauren thing and how Sachs was able to get information regarding um, the case because of Tariq. And so she was like, I don't know because we've been siloed over there. Ain't nobody been slipping up where we at. And so he ends up asking her, was there any possibility that Lauren may have talked to Tariq. And so she was like, now why would she risk her own life um, to go give him a heads up, so to speak? And he was like, I don't know. But either way, some information might have got leaked out. So, you know, you need to be on your P's and Q's. And so he ends up leaving. And um, yeah, she's looking like she's concerned. So I'm sure she's going to be calling Lauren sometime soon. So Tariq goes to go see Rashad Tate. And he was like, hey, hurry up. You being followed. <laughs> and so Tariq was like, nah, I ain't being followed, okay? But, you know, they both know that the people is watching them real close. And so he was like, hurry up. Hurry up, little ninja. You know, time is money. And so he ends up telling Tariq that, of course, his numbers are way down in the polls. And him being seen with Tariq is not a good look, okay? We don't want things to go from bad to worse, so to speak. And so Tariq was like, look, I got some information, some insider information about these Russians that's supposed to be getting a drop done or whatever. I'm going to give you this information. You take it back to your little police homies. They go ahead and do the bust. And then you get the press you know, for, you know, the good press from this, this bust. And then I will get the Russians off my back because now they messing with my money, right? And so he was like, how I know this, that you ain't gonna burn me like you did the last time? And he was like, just know that I got good information, all right? So we good on that. So take it, if you will. And so he was like, Tariq, my man, you know, at the end of the day, you are a real businessman at heart, okay? So I'm gonna do this quote for your quid. So they got a deal, sounds like. 
Okay, hopefully Rashante can get those election numbers up as well. <laughs> and so then we go over to um he oh before we uh before we leave Tariq, he ends up calling Davis McClain and he was like, Hey, so did you hear any other information about the Lauren case? And he was like, Well, from what Sachs told me, there is no case, okay? It's still an accident, according to the police. And so he was like, Okay, well, either Sachs don't know nothing, he's not in the loop, or he's freaking lying. Okay, you figure out which one it is. And so uh, <laughs> Davis was like, Yeah, I miss those days when, um, you know, you would get billed per call. <laughs> Sorry, bro. We passed that point. Okay. So then we go over to um, Monet. Monet is sitting down with Kai. Y'all remember Kai? The potential connect that never was. And so she's sitting down with him and she's basically like entertaining his dumb ass until Drew get home, right? And so they're reminiscing about a story when Kai got busted and he had three uh, bricks of coke that was stashed inside a tire and Monet was like, yeah, you better be glad that I was the one that came and picked you up, all right? So, like I said, they're going back down memory lane when Drew comes in and was like, yeah, what this? I don't like how he's looking at you, all right? You know. And so, basically, Monet had called Kai there because they want to see if, if he can be an ally against the Russians with them. And so, he was like, ah, you know, about that. Um, So, yeah, the... The feds roped up 12 of my guys last week. Um, this is not a good time. And so Drew was like, oh, man, that's crazy how you sat up here and said that, you know, it was real disrespectful how we hadn't been able to cap the people who had um, got to Poppy. But here you are saying that you can't help now. And so, of course, um, Kai had said something about Drew being gay um, and not having no balls or whatever the case may be. And so, you know, of course, they get real close when they break it up. And was like, look, okay, if you can help, then that's great. Um, and so then she ends up escorting him to the door. She apologizes for Drew's, uh, for Drew's behavior. And then she was like, I'm going to catch up with you later. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. And gives a little kiss on the cheek. Y'all. Monday know he a clown because as soon as uh, she shut the door, honey, she rolled her eyes. Yeah, he's he's a full-blown clown out here in these streets. So she go back to Drew, and Drew was like, man, I don't like the way he's looking at you, this, that, and the third. And she was like, are you really trying to, like, do all of this right now while I'm trying to gain allies against the Russians? And so he had said something about um, Kane being, Kai being disrespectful. And he, she was like, yeah, but the Russians is raining bullets down on our head. Like, we can't afford to lose nobody else okay all you got is some corner boys and the castillos and so he was like we may not even have the castillos now because now they're talking about they want a 50 50 cut okay and so um she ends up telling him that it's good oh because he had said something about gordo trying to talk some sense into his brothers after they had left or whatever saying that you know poppy would have wanted this and their dad would have wanted this, you know, for them to work together to conquer the Russians or whatever. So he's basically trying to talk some sisters to his brothers. So Monet was like, well, it's really good that you have his ear. And so Drew was, you know, just being modest, like, oh, you know, come on, my stop. And she was like, boy, you think I'm stupid? I'm your mama. I see how he look at you. Okay, I know what y'all got going on. Just make sure that you stay closer to him than his brothers. Okay? That way we can always have him in our back pocket, so to speak. And they play a long game, but Drew Drew honestly thinks that they may have some potential. And so he was like, What you thinking? So she was like, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, uh you know, call you crazy or anything because look how me and your dad turned out. Okay? They didn't expect us to get together, but here we were for all these years until you up and killed them. I don't think they gonna last that long. So, y'all, I guess it's like a student uh, poetry night or something like that. Either way, y'all, Brashundria is up there killing it. Look like Skin Keisha, yes, okay? Her girls did not know she could spit like that, had no idea. So, after she gets off stage, then um, the host, the MC, 
for the night asked Salim if, if he's sure that he wants to do what he's gonna get ready to do and he was like yeah you know I, I gotta gotta at least attempt right so he gets up on stage and he basically um goes through this whole poem about how he was wrong for coming at Diana the way that he did and he asked for her forgiveness and you know he, he basically puts his heart out there you know um and he wants her to take him back or whatever and he apologizes for the things that he said to her in her time of grieving and so at the end of it of course he presents her with a single red rose and calls her by her name um in the midst of this big ass crowd right and so in my head I'm thinking you a T.A. Is this not illegal to have this type of relationship on campus, like just out in the open like this? But I guess not. So anyway, instead of taking the rose, Diana walks off right into the back. And so he ends up following her. And he was like, so you just gonna, you just gonna not acknowledge what I just did out there for you? And so she was like, I wasn't impressed. Okay, you wrote a poem. That's cute. Okay. If you want somebody to be impressed, go get one of these little bum chicken heads out here to get dick, right? So, he was like, oh, okay, I see what time it is. You, you know, you just like the rest of your family. You effing around with Tariq or whatever. I should have, should have known better than to get involved with you. And so, she ended up saying, you know, if I'm messing around with Tariq, then that's my business. Don't worry about what I'm doing, okay? It ain't got nothing to do with you. And so, he ends up going on to also tell her that he knows that she was selling drugs out the candy shop. Y'all remember, if he clocked that a while ago, she was like, you know, I know that you're selling drugs out the shop, and if I know, then I'm pretty sure other people have picked up on it, too. You ain't as slick as you think you are. And so then, um, of course, because he's uh, butthurt at the fact that she's messing around with somebody else, and because he got a little bit of leverage up on her because he know that she's selling drugs out the thing, he basically was like giving her the ultimatum to either take him back or, you know, he's going to take her down. He's going to do everything in his power to make sure that she get found out, right? And so before the end of the exchange, she ended up slapping him because he had called her, you know, just this no good, low down, whatever, just like her family. Like she ain't going to be shit, never, never is going to be shit, right? that whole spill and so like i said she slapped the dog piss out of him or whatever and like i said he vows to take her down because she won't take him back so yep Celine's gonna go <laughs> i'll be ready for him because i feel like he's an insider but anyway we move on so we go over to Tariq. Tariq goes to go visit Effie because he wants to get the picture of Noma and her family with the daughter in there, right? Because he wants to get them away from up under Noma's thumb. And so she was like, why would I give that to you? You know, I can't trust you. They basically can't trust each other. They end up arguing about the fact that she had to take um, Lauren out because she was being a snitch bitch and Tariq was too weak, okay, to take her out himself. And so she was like, I did what was what was needed for everybody. And so he was like, no, you did this for yourself. You always looking out for self. That's so funny that the killer's calling the pot black. So anyway, that's that. Um, and so <laughs> after she calls him weak, he calls her damaged. And um, he was like, I don't even know why I wasted my time with your bum ass. So he ain't getting no picture. Her ego is hurting, so is his. And, um, yeah, they're still hustling for Noma. So, Brayden is on the phone with his IT team, <laughs> his crooked IT team. Y'all remember he hired those people um, that were investors in Western Holdings that would do anything to make a coin, right? Scheming, all of that. So, y'all remember he hired those people for crash coins. So, he's on the phone with them trying to figure out what in the world is going on with the server, and he's in some type of closet and we can see all of these lights like flickering on and off like somebody is actively like hacking their system right so he's on the phone with them they're trying to figure out what's going on but they can't he ends up like peeking outside of the closet that he's in and he sees this guy walking by with two trash bags full of shredded papers right so he ends up like after the guy passes him he ends up going back where the guy came from and it leads him down this dimly lit corridor. He goes up the steps and into this big old warehouse that's got like bags full of shredded papers, right? 
and um and so then um we also see like all of these like documents lined up right like they're gonna get ready to get shredded as well and then on the table there are even more documents that are like neatly like placed on the table but we also see a book ledger okay so brayden is looking through it I guess he's trying to put two and two together. I hope this isn't on some Bernie Madoff type of stuff. Y'all remember that whole Ponzi scheme thing. So is Weston Holdings a big old Ponzi scheme? I hope not. But either way, Brayden ends up taking the ledger book and walks out. So Effie is going to get ready to go, I guess, get some drugs or drop off some drugs to the lockers that's on the rooftop. When she gets out onto the rooftop she automatically looks up and spots the camera y'all that diana did not spot when she went up there okay this speaks to effie's experience in the game and so she immediately turns around she texts kane and uh, she texts kane and says hey there are cameras on the rooftop we need to meet asap because now they got to figure out another way to move these drugs so they can continue to have a source of income so then we see Tariq on the phone with rashad tate he was like, hey, what's going on with the bus? Have you heard anything? And he was like, patience, my young brother. Okay, it's going to happen. So he ends up, uh, as soon as he says that, of course, then the raid happens for the Russians. And we see the police swarm the place, right? So, y'all, they got the drugs in these crates where these coffee grounds is supposed to be. And these are supposed to be experienced drug dealers. Why in the world, the first crate that they opened up, there's probably like three inches of coffee grounds and then after that it's straight up drugs you should have at least put the first crate full of coffee beans so that it at least looked like it's a legit transaction right <laughs> so of course after the drug bust Rashad Tate is on the news and he's giving his little press conference speech about how um you know he's due to the the diligence and the hard work of the people still on law enforcement team you know that were able to do this drug bust and not only that if they if they elect him to be um you know their candidate for mayor or whatever then he will prevent future drugs from um circulating the streets okay he's gonna make sure that by all means necessary drugs remain off the streets and out of young people's hands you know how Rashad Tate is with these speeches, y'all. He finesses the, he finesses a crowd. Okay, he knows how to do that. So, you know, everybody gives him his praise. Hopefully, his poll numbers go up from this. And Tariq, in the meantime, and the crew are, you know, worry-free when it comes to the Russians. So, as he's doing his uh, press conference speech, of course, Jenny and the crew are looking on in disgust like oh my gosh <laughs> him and Tariq are one and the same okay they're both slime balls so they end up putting two and two together that of course Rashad Tate was given the insider information by Tariq um and that way it's kind of like a two for one Rashad Tate gets a boost in his poll numbers while Tariq has the drug game you know kind of um on their side for now while the russians are being hemmed up right it's a two for one and so then um they're like okay well we know that they're not pushing drugs on the street so how else are they moving these drugs and out of all the things that could have been said y'all blanca makes the she comes to the conclusion that they are moving drugs at Weston Holdings, y'all. How she came to that conclusion, I am not sure, but she is dead on the money, okay? But of course, it had to be written in a script like this for her to... <laughs> Whew. Yeah. So anyway, she figures it out. So that's going to be their next move to start canvassing Weston Holdings. So we see Kane and Effie, they're meeting up because it's time for Kane to hand over a few bricks for Effie. So he hands it over to her and she was like, what is this? And so he ends up telling her that of course they had to pull from the streets and Monet's got all of the rest of the drugs tied up between the universities and Western Holden. So that's all that he could manage right now. And so she was like, yeah, but tuition is due now. Like this, thing, this isn't enough. And in my head, I'm thinking, Effie, you are hella smart. And I know, you know, that sometimes Ivy Leagues 
you may have to pay out of pocket, okay? But in the same token, like, do you not have some type of financial assistance because of your grades prior to you getting into Stansfield? I'm confused. So anyway, Kane was just like, okay, well, how much do you need? And so she's like, I'm not taking your hand out, okay? I'm not going to be like one of your, you know, your little people over here that you just throw money at, all right? I'm not going to be a charity case. And so he was like, for real, Effie, like, I got you. I'm going to make the make the payment. It's going to be on time. What you need? Just tell me how much you need. And so she was like, I'll find another way to make the money. So she ends up walking off. Y'all can't looking good. Y'all think they're going to end up hooking up before the end of the season? I sure do. So then we go over to canonical studies. It is discussion time, y'all. They're in class, and they're talking about, is every deal a fair deal? Okay. And so she ends up giving um, examples of certain things that happen in society. Silicon Valley ends up trading, you know, whatever they have for or whatever technologies they can give over information-wise um, to, you know, make billions of dollars. And so, and then they, she also mentions um, Britney Spears and her family, how they basically, like, took her, took on the role as conservative for her in exchange for a lavish lifestyle and then you know in the blue collar world of things we do back breaking work um to just receive a fair wage right but is it really fair and so then of course um becca is like of course there is no such thing as a fair deal okay and so then um jackie i think that's his name he jumps in and says of course um it just depends on if somebody has a gun to your head or not, okay? And so then Diana jumps in and it was just like, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be a literal gun. You could have other things that may be represented as a gun, like information or power, or this, that, and the third, right? And so then Salim, Salim jumps in and ends up saying, you know, basically that, of course, when you are given the opportunity to get a leg up, you need to take it and be grateful for it, basically. Um, and that's what his uh, single mom taught him. And so then, of course, the other girls chime in on Diana's behalf. <laughs> like, girl, we got your back, okay? That's unlike you, Salim, to be trying to uh, hold the victim, you know, fought the victim for feeling a certain way about not uh, of being taken advantage of, basically. That's that's unlike you, Salim. So then Effie uh, ends up saying something in regards to Tariq about how you'll initially, like, offer up your services or whatever, and then you find out, by the time you find out who the person really is, it's too late to try to, I guess take your services back or you know change your mind about the situation so shots being thrown in the classroom per use so monet ends up calling diana um and she's asking her why she ain't been answering the phone for her and diana was like you know i just been busy things have been a lot more difficult than i thought regarding school it's just a lot going on right now because uh, monet had ended up texting her a while back and asking her did she want to come to dinner but i guess diana never responded so she was like what's going on and so then diana ends up telling her about her boy troubles with salim and she was just like oh hell no nah. ain't nobody messing with my baby girl what's his name do i need to come down there and talk some sense to him and she was like no ma <laughs> i got it Okay, remember, I'm just like you. I will figure this out. Y'all know what that means. Diana gonna start getting her hands dirty, y'all. <laughs> so she was like, You sure? And she was like, Yeah, no, I got this. Remember, like I said, I'm just like you, right? I'm gonna figure my way out of this. Will you let me handle it? So she was like, All right, okay. You be careful. I love you. She gets off the phone. So then we go over to Saks and McLean. Sax comes in and he ends up giving McLean the name of Elliot Mays and says that this is the guy that they're going to try to persuade slash bribe <laughs> to try to get Theo paroled. Okay. And so McLean was just like, well, that's one out of three. 
okay, we still got two more people that need to vote. And so he was like, well, you know how these things usually go. The loudest one usually is the one to persuade everybody, you know, so all we need to do is grease his hands because word on the curb is he's been taking bribes for a really long time and looking the other way. So he was like, I don't know about that. You know, like this is, I, I don't mind bribing folks, okay, regular degular people, but this is a government official, okay? If we get caught up with this, we could get into some serious trouble. And so Sachs was like, you know what? I'm so convinced that this is going to work. I will go ahead and make the introduction myself, make the offer myself to him. And so he was like, all right, okay. And so Sachs was like, well, if I'm going to do this, you know, then I need money fast, like right now. And so he was like, all right, cool. Say less. How much you need? And so as he's asking him this, y'all, he going into his safe, right? And Sachs is able to see all of this money like stacked in his safe. So, of course, you know, he's taking um, inventory on all this so he can go back to Jenny with the information for the RICO case. But in my head, I'm thinking, shit, he a lawyer. He a high-priced lawyer at that, okay? What if he just don't like to put his money in the bank like that? <laughs> and he don't want to keep it at the house, so maybe he like to keep a nice little chunk at work. Just saying. So, Sachs was like, hmm, okay. So then we go over to Brayton. Brayton is at work and it is dark, y'all. So he done turned on his little work lamp because <laughs> it's after hours. And so Tariq is going to get ready to head out. He was like, bro, what you still doing here? You know, of course, you know, it's still a little bit of tension between them two. And so he was like, oh, nothing. You know, I'm just working on a special project for Uncle Lucas. This is something for the higher up so you don't have to worry about it. And so he was like, all right, whatever. I'm out. And so then Brayden was like, peace. Like, please be my friend, Tariq. <laughs> all the while, he's still looking at this ledger trying to figure out just what in the world all of this means. Y'all, they've been over there scheming. So we see Tariq, he is texting Lauren when he's leaving his internship, talking about, Lauren, I swear you can trust me. Please call me. And as he's texting Lauren, we see some guy over there digging, like, he's Looking like he's supposed to be digging in the trash, but I think he's a plant, okay, for one of the alphabet boys. <laughs> and he ends up finding some type of wire. Either he's planting the wire in the trash or he found the wire in the trash. I'm not sure. But either way, he looked real suspicious. So then we go over to Sax. Sax is making his bribe with Elliot Mays. And um, he was like, you know, make this one look good. He was like, ah, I'm definitely going to do do my job, okay? I know this one may be a little bit of a struggle, but we're going to get the job done. As he hands him the briefcase full of money. Great. So it's a done deal. So then we go over to Diana. Diana walks into the candy store. And uh, old boy is like, you better leave before I call the cops. She was like, call the cops? Boy, I ain't worried about that, okay? I know that we both got secrets that we don't want to be dug up. So why you sitting up here trying to um, intimidate me on what I got going on or what you think I had going on? What about you, Mr. Salim? And she ended up blasting his whole government name that he now goes under. But then she also blasts his former government name, Mr. Trevor Nelson. Okay, and she says uh, he grew up in Maryland, I guess one of the ritzy parts of Maryland, apparently, because guess what, y'all? She's got pictures. She's got receipts to back it up. So she pulls out all of these pictures, pictures of him in his prep school posing, okay, for look like his school yearbook picture, <laughs> a picture of him when he's in his equestrian uniform, okay, striking a pose, and then her favorite one is a picture of his adoptive parents who happen to be of the Caucasian persuasion at a rally for the orange dude, okay? And so he was like, and so what? That's not me no more. And she was like, okay, but I can make it your present and your future, okay? So you you need to pipe down. And so he was like, all right, you got it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stay quiet. Good, you better, because next time she may have to resort to other measures to keep your ass silent. <laughs> you know what her family is capable of. Stop acting like you don't know. So she ends up telling him basically that um, he needs to quiet down. 
and um, unless he want his secret that he ain't so much from the struggle and that he didn't grow up in a single parent household to get out okay and so she also ends up telling him that as a result of him having this big ass trust fund she wants him to actually dial back his hours at the at the bookstore because it's other kids out here that need to be getting those hours and getting that money so they can you know cover their tuition or whatever the case may be and then she also wants to increase her own hours actually she wants to raise she don't even want extra hours she want to raise because guess what she worked too damn hard okay to, to be getting paid what she getting paid talk about dealing no deal okay <laughs> i love it so monet drew and kane are finna get ready to go meet kai well not drew she wants drew to stay outside why because him and kai had all that you know tension that beef previously okay so kai ain't gonna appreciate seeing drew there with them so she tells him to wait in the car all right so then of course her and kane are walking and she was like look okay you always there when I need you to come save the day. You always there to protect the family. And then Kane cut her off and was like, look, okay, there you go, doing that shit again, trying to finesse me, all right? It's going to take more than that. And she was like, yeah, 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 you right, okay? I understand. I know that you want to, you know, step up and be a replacement for your father, this, that, and the third. Um, But tonight I need you to sit back and let me take lead. This is the only way that our family is going to see this through. So is you going to help me or not? Nah? Just like that, right? So <laughs> Kane ain't got no choice but to go, go ahead with her plan. So um, I guess he kind of like off in the cut somewhere. So she ended up sitting down with Kai and they talking, okay? It's, it's a little vibe, all right? She was like, you know, did you clear out the space for me? I, I'm surprised. I'm I'm impressed. And so he was like, no, nah, this is an after-hour spot, okay? But you, you cute. You got jokes, all right? The crap, it ain't open up yet, so we good. So he ends, uh, she ends up telling him that basically she wants him to uh, be a partner of hers, okay? In order for them to still move product, you know, him be the supplier, of course, um, she'll give him a 50, 50% cut of whatever, you know, is made. And so he was like, this is too soon. And she was like, well, to be honest with you, you know, me and Lorenzo done been through some stuff. And because he was locked up for so long, you know, I, I felt the way about that. And then when he got out, um, I, I was in, in a pissy place because I had held the family down for so long when he was in jail. And then when he got out, he kind of just, like, told me to take a back seat, and I didn't appreciate that. So, I'm not, I'm not really grieving him like that, all right? I, I ain't too trippy on the fact that I lost him, all right? So, we got a deal, and so he was like, okay, well, you know, what do I get out of it? And she was like, what you always wanted, okay? My, my brains, because he said that, uh, of course, she was always the brains of their whole operation from the giddy up anyway and lorenzo should have saw saw that and appreciated that in her and so she ended up telling him that if that became partners of course he would get her brain okay and the rest of her <laughs> and of course we all know what that means so she goes in like they finna get ready to kiss and then we hear some gunshots outside of some commotion, right? So both of them get up, and just as they hear those gunshots, she go ahead and pull out her knife, or she grabs his knife. Either way, a knife get pulled. She tried to go in to stab him, but of course he, he peeps game, and they go ahead, and they struggle for a little bit of a second. She ends up holding his head up long enough, because he looked like he finna go ahead and do her in, right? But she got her, her hand wrapped around his throat, kind of like, hoisting his head up a little bit long enough for Kane to go ahead and put a bullet through his head, all right? So he falls to the ground, and um, she was like, oh, my God, you know, thank goodness that you're here, whatever. And so she ends up telling him to go check on Drew. And so as as he's going to go do that, y'all, Monet's so slick, she pull out Kai's phone, and send a message to whoever he's been talking to. It's some unknown number. And um, she tells him that she tells whoever the other person is on the other side of the phone that um, 
she he believes that they know that Lorenzo wasn't done in by the Russians. Okay. They're on to Kai basically and telling uh so she's posing as Kai and she says, I think that they know that the Russians weren't the one that did Lorenzo in. We need to talk. That was a better way of saying that. Sorry, y'all, for the confusion. We need to talk. And so then, of course, she hurries up and puts the phone back in Kai's pocket. Drew and Kane come back in. And she was like, boy, you know, what you doing out there? He was like, it was another car that was pulling up. And so he had to go ahead and handle business. And so just then, after she's telling them to go ahead and get rid of the body, we hear his phone vibrate. And so they pull out the phone. They look at the message because whoever this is that, that Monet just sent the message to, they respond back and ask for a, a place and a time to meet up, right? So uh, Monet ends up telling them, okay, because of what's on the message, we need to figure out who did this, um, and then we're going to handle our business as far as getting revenge for Poppy. So she wants Kane and Drew to go handle that. Y'all, Monet is cold. I feel like, of course, the other person on the other end of that phone is probably going to be Baby Castillo. Y'all see where we're going with this? Okay. So Monet and the crew end up taking Kai's head to the Russians, y'all. Yes, I guess that number led back to the Russians' leader. And, um, well, the guy that we saw uh, shoot a uh, big boy. All right, so... She was like, all right, do we call a truce? Because obviously Kai was the mastermind behind all this. He was the one that had Lorenzo killed and then tried to set y'all up to make it look like y'all were responsible for it. Um, and so he said something. And so he was like, look, he was our, oh, he asked her why he, uh, why she would take out an ally of hers. And she was like, he wasn't no ally of mine. All right. And besides his breath stink. Okay. <laughs> look, I didn't. We done got rid of a mutual enemy, so can we just go ahead and call a truce? Y'all, she done bought the, the man's head to him, okay? And so he was like, okay. <laughs> I guess that's the only answer that's acceptable at this point. So then we go over to Effie. Effie is in the financial aid office, and um, she is trying to see if she can possibly get a loan just to, you know, keep going there to pay for the rest of the remainder of her tuition. And so the lady is talking to her and she was like, look, all of our loans are maxed out at this point. We are, we can't accept any applicants, I guess, which that's weird. But she was like, we can't accept any applicants right now. But let me go ahead and double check because the last time I looked, your tuition was actually paid for in full until the end of the term. So she was like, yeah, let me go print out a paper copy so you can have it, you know, for your records, and I'll be right back. So as she's walking out, of course, Effie is texting Kane, telling him, F you, I told you that I didn't want to be a charity case, and all he responds back is with, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah, they definitely going to be getting it in. So Effie ended up managing to uh, sneak out a little smile there, a little smirk there, so yeah. Is coming. So then we see um, Davis. He is out with his brother, y'all, and as promised, they are at the dock where the helicopters land. And Davis is ready to celebrate his brother's release, y'all. Yes, he's got two beers and he wants both of them to partake, but he can see that his brother is slightly perturbed, okay? And so he ends up trying to offer it, but his brother doesn't take it. And so he was like, What's going on? And he was like, You know, I went in and I took that charge for you because I wanted you to become something. I saw something in you. And um, basically, there was no way that I was going to be getting out on parole based off of my responses. So he knows that Davis rigged that so he could get out. And he was like, you know, if you ever get caught up and you have to go to jail, what was the point of me serving that time? Basically, my life has went to waste if you get caught up because you done did this bribe for me to get out. And so he was like, you know what? You go ahead and take this drink. You go ahead and, and drink the beer, okay? And then after you finish this beer, just take me to therapy and don't even worry about um, coming to see me. So y'all, although his brother is out, 
now he's being faced with possibly not seeing his brother again because of his actions for trying to save his life. That is definitely some type of catch-22 there for sure. So then um, we go over to Jenny and the crew. Okay, she is thanking old boy, their new recruit to the Rico case because of his digging, his dumpster diving that he did, y'all. He was able to connect all three of the different um, types of products that they've been able to find on campus, on the streets, and at Weston Holdings, y'all. So that's what the guy was trying to look for in the trash. And he found it. So she says that the purities from all three locations matched, and now they definitely have what they need. And not only that, y'all, but guess who else they caught on the camera, on the rooftop? Little Miss Effie. Okay, so now that they've got all that they need, especially when it comes to Lauren and her being killed by Effie, it ain't looking good, y'all. Somebody finna get ready to go down. So Tariq ends up talking to Lauren, and he was like, Lauren, I was concerned for you. I'm so glad that you picked up. And she was like, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, and so he ends up telling her that he really needs to talk to her, and she was like, look, Tariq, I don't have that much time, okay? They're finna get ready to move me out of the safe house. And so he was like, shit, if they're finna get ready to move you out of the safe house, then that means your case is moving forward, which means they have more evidence. So he was like, look, Lauren, I really, really, really need to talk to you. And so she's like, mm, I don't know about that. And so he was like, Lauren, this is going to affect both of us, okay? It's imperative that I talk to you. All I need is five minutes. And so I guess they're gonna end up meeting. So Drew is in bed with baby Castillo and they're talking. And so long story short, Drew commends him for allow for being able to talk his brothers off the ledge and keep the deal as it was versus going up to 50-50. And so he was like, yeah, what did you tell them? And so he was like, I just told them basically that if they decided to go up on the, the profit cut, then, you know, I would walk away. There would be no deal with me, okay? And so he was like, wow, you were willing to risk your family for me? And so he was like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. And so Drew was like, wow, this is getting really serious. You picked little old me over them, okay? And so then after that, of course, they start to kiss again. Baby Castillo ends up looking at the time because it's getting real steamy off in there. And so he was like, shoot, I forgot, you know, we got to get ready to roll. So he gets up to go take a shower of course, Drew is admiring the view for a split second, but it's back to business, okay? So he ends up texting that number. Remember, I thought that it was the Russian's number. So he ends up texting this number, telling him, telling this number that he's going to be on the way. And just then we hear a phone vibrate. Y'all, just like I thought, it's baby Castillo's phone number. Okay, and so Drew goes over, he looks at it, he sees the messages to verify what he's seeing or what he thought it was. He don't even hesitate, y'all. It only take him two seconds to make up his mind. He go over and grab his gun. And while baby Castillo is in the shower, he turns around long enough to see Drew pointing the gun at him. Drew is like, I trusted you. Pow! Shoot some dead in the chest. Okay. Baby Castillo fall down to the ground, and he dies. And so, of course, Kane comes in trying to see what all the commotion is about, and Drew is heartbroken, y'all. It's a damn shame. So Monet comes over, and um, she's asking, Kane is done? And he says, yes, all is well. It's taken care of. So Monet go over to Drew and console Drew, y'all. He is so heartbroken. I feel so bad for him. Monet is cold, y'all. She cold as ice. So then we go over to Brayden. <clears throat> of course, Brayden has been looking at these books, and he realizes that the books are cooked, y'all. It's a whole prepped meal. It's done, okay? And so he goes to Kiki, 
And he was like, okay, what's going on? I'm looking at these books. It's two separate books. This is a whole Ponzi scheme. And so she tries to play it off at first. And he was like, dude, there's a whole corridor and everything. Like this is a whole Bernie Madoff 2.0 situation. And so she was like, Brayden, it's not that bad. You know, whatever. And she's not going to say anything. They're all in. So he goes to Uncle Lucas. And Uncle Lucas basically confirms what he already knows. He says that if he hadn't came in when he came in and did what he did for the firm, the firm would have been tanked a long time ago. Okay. And so Braden was like, does my dad know? And so he was like, hell no, your dad don't know. Okay. That'll give him an instant stroke and we don't need those types of problems. And so he says, you know, we've been cooking these books. We've just been getting investors to come in and replace the money that's been slushing through basically um and so of course because you have also brought these drugs in that makes it even more profitable okay this keeps us afloat way more longer (laughs) and so he was like damn kiki you sold me out and he was like kiki was like man we we knew as soon as you came in what it was okay We knew as soon as you started. And so Uncle Lucas basically tells him, look, I know you don't agree with what we're doing here, but at this point, it's too late to go back. So if shit get ugly and you decide to turn, okay, just remember that my prison cell is going to look a lot nicer than yours. Because he doing white collar crimes. (laughs) Whereas Brayden is doing hardcore stuff. Okay, you know they don't punish white-collar crimes like that, like they're supposed to. So then he ends up leaving out. And then Brayden is looking at Kiki like, damn, I can't believe you did that. And so she was like, well, now you can just look at it like we don't have to lie to each other. And so he was like, F you, Kiki. (laughs) You just been using me this whole time? And she was like, uh, well, you know, not initially, no. (laughs) So, yes, you had used him for quite a bit, but she was like, Brayden, I really like you. You know, we can make this work. And he was like, nah, I'm good. And he ended up walking out. So, Tariq ends up paying one of the guys that's working on the inside of the building a nice little stack to get his uh, ID for a moment and his uniform as well to meet up with Lauren in the bathroom because she's able to sneak away to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So, um... He ends up letting her hear the recording that he made of Effie confessing to often Lauren or attempting to. And um, and then after that, she ends up giving him the information that he needs, which is that they are building a RICO case against him, okay, amongst others. And so he was like, damn, what they got on me? And so she ends up telling him that they've got him on drug charges and... They've got him tied in with the murders to sustain their drug empire, right? So, I was like, fuck, how didn't Sax see this coming? And so, she was like, Sax did actually see this coming, okay? He's working with the feds to, you know, to turn y'all in. And so, he was like, man, he's a mole, okay? So, when is all this supposed to be going down? And she was like, this is supposed to actually be going into effect, like, right now. So... Back over at the Tejada household. Oh, and he tells her, you know, don't say anything um, until, just just try to stall me some time. And so she was like, yeah, you are right. You know, Wisek is basically going to throw me into oblivion. So I'll try to buy you as much time as I can. I won't say anything. Do y'all think she going to hold true to that? I don't know. I don't trust her. It was just the way that she said it. It was the tone. Like, it was kind of like a sarcastic type of feel to it. But we'll see what happens. So anyway, over to the Tejada family. They are having family dinner, okay? And Diana is thankful that she's been invited back into said family dinners. And although the cornbread is banging, the food is good, Kane says that the greens could stand a little bit more seasoning. Just a little bit. Did you add some turkey meat to that? I'm just saying. So, they're talking, you know, just having casual talk when all of a sudden, 
the alphabet boys come busting in y'all and yes they've got a warrant so monet is like what the f is all of this the, the, all of this about and so she says something about a warrant so y'all i'm thinking that they finna go arrest monet no 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 they are arresting diana for being in possession of a narcotic with the intent to distribute and so of course diana is looking shook drew's looking shook everybody looking shook monet looking pissed okay <laughs> so diana's like ma 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 and then monet is like baby don't say anything i'm coming to get you and they end up hauling her out y'all and of course monet does not know what to do at this point y'all it's gonna get real but we are on episode seven so yeah it's it's about to go down sax is i don't think sax gonna make it through the end of the season sax gonna have to get off too for his betrayal but yeah that's it that's how the episode ends you guys tell me what you think you can reach me at me tv reviews on facebook and on instagram you can also reach me at my tv reviews podcast without the s on the end at gmail.com y'all it is getting so good let me know what you think okay as always um if you haven't already please rate and review your girl and turn it turn on your notifications that way once your other favorite podcast goes off this one comes on thank you so much for you guys continued support i I definitely appreciate it from the bottom of my heart we are growing every week y'all and i mean that with my whole heart like we are growing out here so thank you guys so much that's all i have for now so until we meet over the airwaves again i am mo and i will talk to you guys soon bye